0: All right, we're exiting Max Fleischer's sectors, Glicks. where are we going
1: now? We are approaching the sector classified as 1950s Adventures of Superman featuring George Reeves as Superman. Our impossibility drive is generating new help for crossing this sector.
2: Sounds great, Glicks. Opening comms.
0: Okay, what is happening here?
2: Where are we?
0: Glicks? give us a situation report.
2: Currently, we are on the planet Geekery be
0: warned, our impossibility drive may cause distortions okay. as we traverse this land. Impending impossibility engaging in 3, oh, gosh. 2, oh, dear. One.
2: Hello, Devoted Geeks, and welcome to episode 56 of Calm Talk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the YouTube show from Devoted Geeks, who are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. I am Celeste, and with me is...
0: Dallas! I am so glad you guys are listening today. Hey, do us a favor. As you listen uh, to this podcast, please do us a favor. Interact with us. You're listening on YouTube. Make sure you leave comments down below. Let us know your thoughts on what we're saying. (laughs) Also, forget to leave a... Comments in you on Apple Podcasts—that's a thing now. You can leave comments on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It lets people know, you know, will they, you know, is this a good show? Is this not a good show? How things get out there. So leave comments, all that good stuff. Interact with us on our social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, like Geek Devotions—you guys know the drill because you're all amazing devoted geeks. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we got. Uh, that being said, um, we need to figure out what is going on here today. For those of you who have not listened to the Let's Go podcast, um, our quick travel feature has malfunctioned, and uh, we are slowly pacing through the Superman district.
2: Superman!
0: <laughs> and uh, last week, we with our friends at Retro, we talked about um, the Max Fleischer uh, Superman cartoons, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Last podcast. The last podcast. Wasn't last week. Yes, it felt like a week ago. And uh then uh beforehand on Retro Rewind, we actually talked about the nineteen seventy-nine Superman with Christopher Reeves. Yes. So that was a lot of fun having that take place. And kind of our angle for this is we're gonna at the end we're gonna try to figure out which is the best Superman. Like, which is the best Superman of all these that we've seen?
1: Attention,
2: our impossibility driver appears to be pulling in code name,
1: Captain Nostalgia, also known as Josh Berkey of Victims and Villains. <gasps> That's the last time I hang out with George Carlin.
2: <laughs> hey, <That's> Josh. excellent. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Geekery.
0: Oh, man. How'd that phone booth fit for you, buddy?
1: Man, yeah, it <laughs> it's crammed sharing (laughs) a phone booth with six other guys is not fun and i'm pretty sure lincoln stole my wallet oh again yeah
2: bigger on the inside
1: that sounds like a bogus adventure bro it yeah (laughs) it was a bogus adventure indeed
0: (laughs) all right well hey josh uh welcome to planet geekery Uh, our impossibility drive has pulled you in to help us out with uh some adventures but we have comms open to the devoted Geeks, man. Why don't you tell people a little bit about,
1: about who you are? So I am the host of the podcast Victims and Villains. We are the marriage between pop culture and suicide prevention. We also do a YouTube channel. And on top of that, we also... Uh, written content on our website and have resources if you're struggling with uh, suicide, depression, or addiction or self-harm, you guys can go to victimsandvillains.net.
0: Awesome. So awesome. And some of you may recognize Josh's voice because he's been on our podcast before. He's done episodes of Geek Devotions before. And uh, Extra Tuesdays, he sent us this uh, awkward seasoning called Old Bay, which uh, turned my my potato wedges into something that tasted like uh, the potatoes, wheat, and crawfish boil. So that was kind of cool. Tasted
2: like crawfish.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got. I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you a recipe that'll turn burgers with this stuff. Wow! Into That's... seafood. It's wow. amazing.
0: That's awkward. Oh <laughs> <laughs> it's cow, oh, man. why would it taste like seafood? <laughs> All right. Well, Glicks, uh, what do you have in store for us today?
2: We
1: are about to continue on to Sector 3 of the Superman District. This is the 1950s Adventures of Superman series. To navigate through here, we will need to discuss our likes and dislikes of this series, our opinions of Superman and Louis Lane, and our thoughts on the execution
0: of this series. Awesome. Let's do this. And also, hey, um, we want, we've been saying this every week. We want to thank everyone who is a devoted Patreon geek because literally you guys are making this possible for us. Without your help, we would not be able to um, do the series because we watched most yeah. of this on the DC Universe app, which our devoted Patreon geeks helped us to get. So, devoted Patreon geeks,
2: you're awesome. <laughs> you are the Superman. Yes. <laughs>
0: but All right, guys. Well, let's get into this. We're going to talk about, first off, what did we like about the series? What were some redeeming aspects? And, and we're also, without being too negative today, although Josh has a big old can that he wants to just tear open just some of the things that it. we didn't like about the series. <laughs> He's like seething over there. He's he-
2: like hiding in his beard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So All right. We'll we'll start with Josh. Josh, what's something good about the
1: series?
2: Something
1: good. All right. So I typically enjoy when they can take characters and bring on new variations on their characters. Okay. And I really liked this series this like this universe's version of Jimmy Olsen.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: um i thought that he did a really good job uh jimmy olsen over on supergirl uh i love uh i love his version of it and even the very short weird brief variation that we got in bvs <laughs> i thought it was i thought he was a cool content but i i really thought that uh, jack larson who plays jimmy olsen within the series i think that he did a really good job uh um there there's a sp- like the second episode is basically like a, a jimmy olsen centric episode i really thought yeah. that that was a really well done strong episode uh called the haunted lighthouse and there's another one called rescue that he got a chance to shine in that i i really enjoyed so like the moments that i really find myself enjoying about the series were like the jimmy olsen moments
0: Mm -hmm. jimmy what i'm gonna have to agree with you on that jimmy really is a pretty um dynamic character you know normally we see him um as being like the oh shucks and he's like pushed to the side type of character but like he he played some pretty major parts in some of the stuff um even like the um what was the episode we just watched it Um. Uh, oh it was when he got he was drugged and like he was being mind controlled the secret like, of superman yeah the secret of superman yeah. he was like he's like lois you can't do this and of course but he's being respectful she's like no stay here but you could tell he's like i don't like this i feel the need to protect you like even when there was that moment where the guy was having them turn around so he could shoot them both he was like, "I'm going to stand behind her and shield her in this moment," and so I really liked the dynamic because you saw like the kiddish, you know, like "oh man," but at some time he you saw these glimmers of like, "I'm gonna be a man for right now and and try to take care of things."
1: Yeah, I think that their like their version of the character, he like you said, like he, they definitely broke out of that. Oh, Charlie charlie g superman <laughs> like that like because even even he was like that in lois and clark yeah he and works. like that they they really just kind of brought him into his own like making jimmy olsen uh a, a, like you said like a dynamic character i think it's one of the stronger aspects of this series that proves that there's more to the superman mythology than just lois and clark
0: right I did find interesting. This is the first time I've ever seen anybody play anything with his family members. Like yeah. you have the mm-hmm. the aunt, which I thought it was strange. He didn't know who his aunt was. Maybe that maybe that was a thing back in the 50s where you just didn't understand who your aunt was.
2: Um, I mean, if she lives on an island and doesn't ever leave
0: the <laughs> island. Right. But then you also saw his mom in one episode. Yeah. And I, I've never seen that played out. Have any of you seen that play out with his uh, family?
2: I don't think so.
1: Yeah. yeah. Not to my knowledge. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. So, that's what what are your thoughts? Like, what's something you liked about this series?
2: I liked Lois. Yeah? I thought it was a really good portrayal of Lois. But I have some hardcore nostalgia for this. So, this is why... I think this is the Lois Lane that I've been comparing all the others to. Mm. So, she wasn't... I mean, she was pretty rude. But she wasn't, like ridiculously rude. Right. But at the same time, she was very story driven. Very, this is my career. I'm going to make it work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, can I ask you something about uh about this variation of Lo- Lois? Like, after a couple episodes, did she kind of remind you of like her mannerisms? did Did you ever see Lucille O'Ball or Lucille Ball?
2: I have a hard time not seeing Lucille Ball in a lot of that era just because she was such a prominent actress, I think she influenced everyone. So, I think that that was just kind of the stereotype of okay, Lucy's doing it, let's do this. Cuz it was around the same time that Lucy was coming out. Yeah, like
1: out I family. I had to google it cuz I was like is this is this Lucy Balls like <laughs> Pre series or like post series from I Love Lucy? Because, like, in the facial, like, she looks a lot like her. Um, the way that she does her hair, like, her, even her, like, the way that she, her body language kind of moves, like, she, she kind of does that. in I mean, in some ways, isn't I Love Lucy's Lucy basically a stay at home version of Lois?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lucy's less, uh, I think she's less um how do I say it?
1: sound mindedness? Yes, probably. It's been a <laughs> long time since I've watched I Love Lucy.
2: Depends on which which Lucy you're talking about because she's had several shows, but that's another topic for another podcast.
1: Right.
0: So, um okay, fair enough. So, so
2: yeah, in an answer to your question, I think everybody at that time frame was mimicking that like that was the look, that was the the mannerisms. I think mm-hmm. that everybody was kind of mimicking yeah. Lucy.
0: Well at the same time, we have to remember that this is a nineteen fifties series. Yeah. And there is a there is a commonality in the way the shows are, are filmed and acted and, and portrayed uh throughout all fifties showings. Um and, and that's actually one of the things I like about the series is it it still it fits directly into the nineteen fifties feel. Yeah. Um, completely. Like, like, this is our era. We're doing things the way that our era sees and, and portrays things. And I appreciated that. And kind of moving over to maybe some of the, uh, the technical sides of it, I appreciated the the effects that they used for the series. You know, you know the Superman flying on the, on the green screen mm-hmm. wasn't a terrible... I've seen worse green screening in modern day shows. And... Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, his... <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean and it's flying and and a couple other things um it really wasn't bad. set designs weren't horrible in the series uh, again, keep in mind this is nineteen fifties but i mean they they really worked their set design their yeah. force their force um you know you only had a couple of scenes necessarily, but they changed angles enough in certain scenes that you're in a whole new place, and in every episode even i mean like. Like the the episode that we were talking about earlier about the the haunted house or something like that, where um, they're on that island. I mean, you have a cave and it's filling with water. I mean, that if you go to a production s- uh, designer, go hey, we're going to flood the soundstage. They're going to be like, have you lost your mind? We're flooding. I mean, I remember he- I remember hearing stories down. about it when they flooded a whole dome in um, for the abyss. They rented out a dadgum. Um, football stadium and flooded it to film the abyss back in the 90s and i remember people freaking out about that and that was in the day of trying where we have technology to handle some of that stuff yeah this is the 50s they're like oh yeah, well we're gonna flood the soundstage i'm sure somebody lost their cool when they said they were doing that
2: probably the budget <laughs> probably
0: <laughs> they have <laughs> crew guys are like what what are you doing but i mean every every time every every episode they had a very different set set up for different things i really appreciated that work that went into each episode
2: now to be fair we only watched like the first 10 episodes yes yeah, so yeah. i don't
0: a disclaimer we've, we've all watched 10 episodes together um that being said um i think over the years i've seen probably the majority of the series uh when it came out uh Nick at night when i was a yes. kid so, like, yes. I watched a lot of the colored ones.
2: I fell asleep to this one. Like, like <laughs> I, not because it was bored, because right. of that, but because I was a child and it was Nick at Night. Right. Um, <laughs> so, sure.
1: Sure, Celeste.
2: <laughs> it has a lot of nostalgia for me. I actually had some problems not falling asleep during it. Again, not because I wasn't interested, but because this is... oh superman's on bewitched is coming next it's time to go to bed (laughs) that's just how my mind works
0: yeah and that is legitimately one thing i've had a battle for this one is um the nostalgia train is hard for me on this one this is my first superman growing up Mm. this is my very first (laughs) introduction to superman ever so it was interesting for me so Josh is like he's holding on to his what's, bottom lip. So what's let's What's the name no, of that dog? This
1: this is this, oh crypto.
2: No 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 the dog that's always going.
1: Oh, Muttley. <laughs>
2: yes, you look okay, like that Mutley. One.
1: Oh, no, thanks.
2: <laughs> like like uh, as you're like trying to hold it in, you look like Muttley.
1: <laughs> I mean, well, like this was the first time that I've I've gone gone through this, and the first episode put such a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> and then the, the second episode redeemed itself with with uh uh Jimmy's the Jimmy centric story, the haunted lighthouse. And then they it kind of got progressively better and then they all kind of blend it together. Yeah. Uh and but I I the thing about this series is that it doesn't feel like a superman series. It feels very noir and detective driven which right. i think kind of goes to what you were talking about earlier with it being very much a product of the 50s like yeah. that was kind of what they wanted to do and i think like it, that was the era of like dick tracy and mm-hmm. like the other very noir detective entertainment right. so like i can see how superman can can fit into that mm-hmm. and so i both love it and and hate it for <laughs> certain
0: reasons. Well, let's, let's get into the, the stuff that maybe we, did, we didn't like about the series. Now, again, we're trying to remove ourselves from discussions about this Superman and the slowest lane. The series itself, what did we not necessarily like about the series? Celeste, what do you think? What was some stuff you didn't like? I um, <laughs> yeah, just a play to Josh. He's like,
2: oh, I'm going to do it. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of things I disliked. Right. Like, it kind of was slow. Yeah. Like, some of the storylines were slow. Mm-hmm.
0: Awkward pacing of certain things. Yeah. All the way through. But again,
2: I think that's the product of the 50s. Right.
0: So, Josh, what were some things you didn't like, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where do I start?
2: <laughs> okay, so while you're thinking of where to start, one more thing. The, the line about changing the course of a river. How? How does he do that? Superman does not have that power, unless there's some sort of a gaseous power well, that is not mentioned in the comics. He
0: could do it like they used to do it and dig a new trench and co- change
1: the course. That's
0: how. That's how Shreveport started.
2: Don't care. It doesn't make sense.
1: <laughs> oh well that that was a lot less fantastical than what I was going to say. So <laughs> <laughs> you
2: probably were going to say what I've been saying all week.
1: Uh, I was just gonna say he could turn back time like he did with
2: Oh uh, No, I wasn't Lois. saying that one. Oh, but,
1: that, spoiler!
0: That spoiler. awkwardness.
2: Wasn't saying that one.
0: Oh, that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. So, Josh, what what's up? Pull out your your thesaurus, your encyclopedia dislikes. <sighs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my question is, do these creators even know the Superman Mythos?
0: now that's a interesting conversation to be had because there were certain aspects that I'm going I need to track down early nineteen fifties Superman because there's a lot of things I'm trying to track down if if I'm transposing post like post crisis Superman in history of Superman since then, or if they're just going do what we want to do. Um, well, they kind yeah. of did
2: that with the Max Fleischer ones. You well, know, they but, made him fly.
0: Yeah, they did make him fly because he didn't fly before the Fleischer cartoons.
1: Well, like, okay. Well, let's, let's talk about like, cause Superman, at least in mine, and maybe, maybe I'm looking at this simply from post crisis, but right. Krypton were normal dudes, right? Like they were not these mighty men. Thank they, you. the only reason that Superman was a mighty man was because of earth's yellow sun. Yes. It did something to stimulate his, uh, his cells that right. gave him all the powers that he did.
0: Yes. That, that was something that we both had issues with, with the previous renditions. Um, I forgot to mention our intro, we, we, dot, we, we not only did the Max Fleischer, we also did the serials that came out in the late 40s. And, um, and in those, they, like this series, claimed that he came from a world of supermen who um, were just these fantastical people. And um, we actually saw a lot of... It was interesting, Josh. Uh, if you get a chance to go back and watch the first episode of the serials... Because there's a lot of similarities between the way they played off his intro and uh in that and also in this one. Yeah. Hmm.
2: So like now I can't remember but did this one have the Kents find him or was he adopted?
0: This one he was not found by the Kents.
1: Um No he was. No, he wasn't. was he was found by the Kents. You're right, you're right. And you he yeah. just were not Martha and Jonathan. It, yeah, was, it was uh uh Sarah and Even. Yes. What, Even. what kind of a name is it? Even. 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 I think they were Amish. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna open that can of worms, but seriously, like, <laughs> it is it has been Jonathan and Martha since the beginning of the mythos. I know that yeah. because right. yeah, it has. when they uh when Shu um when Joe's would. The creators, Schuster. who's Schuster and uh, the other kid, I can't remember his name. The other kid. <laughs> uh, I know they were two Jewish Siegel two Jewish. and Schuster. Yes. Yeah. Jerry Sheeger and Joe Schuster. When they handed DC the concept for them, basically, Superman was supposed to be this Christ like figure. It was supposed to be like this allegory for Christ. And they went so much into Christian uh beliefs that Martha and Martha and Joseph were actually named uh Joseph and Mary. Hmm. So nice. that's how I, I know that that's a fact. Which I didn't is know that.
2: Ironic because they were both I'm almost positive both Orthodox Jews. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's interesting that they would do that.
0: Yeah, I've I not heard that story. That's very interesting, Josh. Hmm. Yeah. But I, I'm with you, though. The, the names threw me off. Um, it, I, like of you, I had to
1: rewind it. I was like, wait, what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, when it happened, I sat, like, I was laying on the couch chilling. And I was like, wait a minute, what did they just say? So, but at the same time, like, because it, it, it's different. I mean, it is different across the board. Uh, in the first one or uh, in the in the Max Fleischer, he was like, oh, it's a baby. Put him in an orphanage. And he was raised in an orphanage. In this one, he was, I'm not in this one, in the serials, he was found, but he was uh, not even by the Kents. It was some other name. And they never claimed to necessarily be his parents, necessarily. They're like, they're like, we are your foster parents. Like He never grew up knowing them as his actual parents, unlike this Clark Kent did. Or the car cleaner that we knew that you know he had this revelation years later.
1: Yeah, and uh, I don't know, kind of, kind of jumping back into Krypton, like my wife. So like, like the scene in the opening with like Jor-el, and like trying to tell the Council of Krypton about how they are going to, like, how the planet's basically going to implode if they don't leave, right. And he's like, we're gonna we're gonna send the whole population. Like that was, I don't ever think that was ever really a thing within the mythology. Now I know it like it differs from like person to person, but I I don't think it was. And like my wife was watching it with me, and she was like, "How are they gonna fit an entire nation in that tiny little rocket? Like, do they shrink when they get in there?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. But I think in that one, though, to be fair, during his meeting, he's like, "Look, I need like three thousand yeah. men working around the clock to construct enough ships for us to bit to get the entire planet off, get everyone off planet." Like that was supposed to be just a model. My problem with that scene was he's like, he he, he looks at his wife, he's like, "We'll put you and the baby in there." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "You're not gonna do that." <laughs>
2: She's going to be very squished.
0: <laughs> so. And at
2: least it didn't have the weird thing talking to the baby the whole time.
0: <laughs> the training seminar? Yeah.
1: The TED, That's Talk. Very true. The TED Talk. The TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> the Kryptonian <laughs> TED Talk. <laughs> Hello, Superman, and welcome to my TED Talk. This is Earth. This is where you're going.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so what else
1: you got on your plate, Josh? All right. Um, Okay, so this is very much a product of the 50s. Nothing wrong with that. Sure. But five. I'm going to give you five examples of actual DC criminals that could have made a live-action debut here. (laughs)
0: Lex (laughs) Luthor debuted April
1: 1940. No Lex Luthor. Mr. Mixelplex debuted September 1944. Right. Prankster debuted August 1942. The Ultra Humanoid debuted June 1939. Or Toy Man debuted 1943 September.
0: Right. That Again, one thing I did have, like, I didn't. There was no callbacks that I saw to anybody villainous in the comics.
2: There weren't actual super villains in this. Mm-mm. Like mm. there were no villains of superpowers. He is the only super anything
1: in mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I don't know. And like, I, I don't know if it's like a product of me living in this like day and age of like the Arrowverse where you have like all these like little villains and then you have like the one big bad that i've grown accustomed to right but at the same time it's you have all of these predominantly amazing villains and i mean it wouldn't be but like 10 years later that batman gave us live action versions of penguin joker riddler catwoman and the list literally just goes on and on but Why does it seem, and I get this is something that I think too goes for Superman as a whole when it comes to live action mythology, outside of Zod and uh, Lex Luthor, we've, we just, why is it that we always play it safe with these two villains in live Mm -hmm. action form? I think it's
2: because they're the most recognizable. Some of his villains are so out there that... But it's like, oh, that's the bald guy. That's Lex. Like, it's it's an easy, easy mark.
1: I would still make the argument that Brainiac has now grown into his, excuse me, now has grown into his own, for I think that if you put him and made him a villain on the big screen, people would recognize it. hmm
0: And I can see that, but... At that point in time, I don't think the general audience would accept such a fantastical villainy. Um, again, 1950s, we, these are, we're looking at a generation that was young during the Roaring Twenties. Um, they came out of the Great Depression, um, Prohibition, all those things. Their mindset is very, the logical, I'm going to work, and we're moving, and they're, they're, they relate to gangsters, crime bosses. I mean, these were the things that the adults who would be watching in the room would go, yeah, we'll watch this as a family together, Yeah, rather than a kid who's like, I got a comic book, and he's written this comic book on his own. And so that's my only thing I can think of, that. that's what those, their mindset when they're creating this this rogue galley but at the same time um and again i've we, we only watched 10 episodes mm-hmm. but i've watched more over the years i don't remember a single callback episode where they reference an earlier episode or earlier chapter i don't remember any to be continues in the entirety of the series and maybe if you're listening to this podcast and you're like no no there, there was this to be continued there was this this i don't I just don't think that these guys were thinking about the the scope of let's create a continually continual storyline where things come together. Yeah, everything felt like a, like a one time radio production, short in and out, almost like the nineteen forties, um, cartoon series where everything was like a one shot hit.
1: I think, too, it, it also could have something to do with the rights, because like, oh. if you stayed to the end, like it's, you know, Superman is a product of DC uh, magazines and Action Comics magazine, mm-hmm. and then it's licensed through, you know, the motion picture. It's possible that uh, their agreement only included Superman. No, back in these days uh and it's just something that kind of dawned on me, but you know again, you still have these you still have these these villains that even even saying even making the argument that uh mob bosses and these those kind of uh gangster mafia types are the only people that the adults in the audience are going to relate to, you could still. Make a variation of Lex Luthor in that,
0: that, vein. I can see that. That's true. I can definitely see that. Well, we talked a lot about the villains, we've talked about some of these like character bases. Let's talk about our main focus uh, as far as Superman and Lois Lane, our thoughts and feelings on them. Now, I want to kind of jump the gun on a little bit on this conversation. This Superman. Was the least mild mannered Clark Kent (laughs) out of all the Superman I've seen to date? Like, like they're like mild mannered reporter. I'm like this dude's not mild. He's not meek. This dude's like yelling at people. He's like sit down, be quiet. Like he is like (laughs) Clark Kent is boss mode.
2: That one lady needed to be yelled
0: at. I I give you that. But he continually is like taking charge, and he's like we gotta go. He's yelling at the inspector. I mean, he's like, take charge. Let's do this thing. Like the only thing separating this Clark Kent and Superman is a red cape and a pair of glasses.
2: And yet still nobody caught on.
0: I mean, am I wrong? It's a great disguise. <laughs> <laughs> am I wrong in this
2: though?
1: No, I, I, I think that, you know, it, it just kind of goes back to that, uh, simpler time. Uh, kind of mentality mm-hmm. to where yeah I mean he he might have been the opposite of mild mannered but uh, full disclosure I did not watch the the, the intro to any of these <laughs> so I didn't know it said that in there and if I did I wasn't paying attention normally it was just like oh DCF gives me an option to skip okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah I don't know it's a uh... I don't know how I feel about that
2: <laughs> cannot be as bad as the one crook that straight out punched Lois in the nose yeah like, like what's straight up with that? punched her in the <laughs> face I I feel bad but it made me laugh for like five minutes like, oh my god that's
0: funny so but, Savage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I liked Lois. That wasn't why I was laughing. Right.
0: So let's focus on, on soups. Like what are our what are our thoughts on, on Superman? Like this version of Superman.
1: I liked their version of Superman for Christopher uh George Reeves. I think he did a really good job. I thought that he possessed a really Charismatic quality as the Man of Steel, right? But at the same time, I felt like you kind of didn't get a whole lot of him. Like it felt Mm -hmm. like it felt like like you were talking about earlier, Celeste, where it took a lot of time to build up, and then it abruptly ended. But then, like right between that, like that build up and that abrupt ending, you got like thirty seconds of Superman, and it's like (laughs) Superman needs to be in this more right but what we got of him like that i really i really enjoyed him Mm -hmm.
2: see and i appreciated the portrayal of clark because he wasn't this wuss with because superman's not right so but i i like the definition when there's a definition between clark and superman Mm -hmm. but at the same time i appreciated that he was more superman like Mm -hmm. so it's almost like it was like legitimately the beginning of his stuff and he hasn't figured out that he needs to like tone it down
0: <laughs> so i don't know i can see that um this particular superman though um like he was like you said josh i think we saw so little of him yeah i don't think that they gave him an opportunity to not be superman if that makes sense
1: mm.
0: i mean he's in He takes care of the bad guy, and he's out. This series does focus more with Clark Kent, almost. And you hit the nail on the head more than noir detective style. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were so many times where Clark was like, I'm going to be like he's playing detective, and he's just doing stuff.
1: I wonder if like, when the creators of the show had an idea to do a Batman series, and they went to DC, and they were like, we want to do a Batman series. They're like, no, we'll give you Superman. And they're like, let's do the same things. Let's just make it Superman. (laughs) (laughs)
0: If that's the case, I, I wish they had gotten the rights because, and this is something we're going to be discussing. Um, spoiler alert for those of you listening to this particular podcast. When we're done with the Superman district, wink, wink, there may be a bat district. (laughs) <laughs> so but I, I I wish they had because I've not seen a good detective Batman series.
2: Yeah. We were actually just talking about that like what a couple months ago. Yeah. Not
1: yet.
0: Not yet. You're right. June
1: twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. Chris or er, freaking Matt Reeves keeping that Reeves theme alive, and he is gonna destroy the Batman and his mythos and what we think about him. He's right. be like I'm
0: I'm I'm hoping that actually works because if not, I'm doing a fanfic movie of Batman as a detective. We
2: oh. don't know how. Uh,
0: there, okay, there may be
2: a Kickstarter. <laughs> I'll
1: fly down for that.
0: Come on, man. So, but that being said, <laughs> this Superman, um, that theory would almost make sense because there's so many times where he is he's playing Dick Tracy.
2: Yeah. Well, but it kind of makes sense because some of the earlier stories of Superman, he was much more intellectual than they let him be now. Like, he wasn't stupid. Mm-hmm. He wasn't this, you know, bumbling idiot as Superman where he just punches everything. He would try to figure things out.
0: You're making him sound like he's the Hulk. Like, he's like, Hulk smash!
2: He kind of is. <laughs> he just wears a cape and looks better in it. Hulk <laughs> can't keep his clothes on because he rips out of them.
1: I mean, Superman. I don't think is all that violent, right? He's ah. only when he has to be, right? It's a
2: little bit of an exaggeration, but but it's from what I've seen in mm-hmm. recent years, they have not focused so much on his intellectual side,
0: right? Well, the problem is what you've seen a lot in the recent years was what happened post New Fifty Two, yeah, when they reverted him to this almost weird like just coming out of his
1: teenage years
2: was that the beginning of whiny superman yes i hated him i was glad i only i I,
1: I what i read of of new 52 superman i didn't mind it thought it was a it was a cool take but or, to be fair earth 1 was coming out at the same time and earth yes. 1 was a way superior product
0: it was it was absolutely so all right. Well, we've talked about Superman, and I, I think the general art it's like it's not a bad Superman. Mm. Um, is that kind of what I'm getting from you guys? Is
2: Josh this a- may disagree.
1: It's 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 like a it's like a medium Superman. Like like I said, like I think I agree with what House of last puts it that when he, even when he's in Clark Kent, it feels like he's still trying to be Superman. Like and. Mm-hmm. I think that George Reeves is a fantastic Superman and fantastic Clark Kent, but the way that he's handled within uh, the series, it feels like a Superman aiming for a Batman cosplay.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> I can see that. I can definitely see I love this imagery right now.
2: And right now Dallas is plotting his next cosplay.
1: Hmm. Which right. by the way... uh bullets. Speeding bullets. Speeding bullets. That was that was exactly fantastic. <laughs> fantastic.
0: I I have it on my back shelf over here. If you <laughs> <laughs> I
1: have it in that room right nice. there. You well wanna,
2: done. Somebody want to clue in the knot?
0: Speeding bullets was the and we talked about this on on Retro Rewind, but Speeding Bullets was the uh Elseworlds series where instead of landing in Metropolis, uh... he landed in Our city of Kansas, he landed in Gotham and was raised by the Waynes. And so it's a really cool story. Um, Just for the devotees here, I'm actually going to be starting a project for our website where I'm going to be going through reading uh, as many of the elseworlds as I can get my hands on. Um, I have several um, and I'm going to be doing a review on a website on each one, starting with Superman Metropolis. Uh, So I just got it during our anniversary. So I was like, we're going to do this. This is going to be a thing.
1: Yep. Have so, you read? Have you read the the Catwoman one? The where Catwoman. The roles are reversed where Batman is the thief, no Catwoman is the hero. It's a two parter. Oh, really? Love I, it. Have to check that so it's, one down. It's probably probably
0: one of my favorites. Really, I have to check that one down. I have a several of them. so, uh, but all right. So this soup's okay. Kind of weird. It's. Even when he's not Even when he's Clark Kent He's still Superman Yeah I'm still Superman. have a larger lineage <laughs> What about Lois? What were our thoughts On this particular version Of Lois Lane? I'm gonna let you guys Go first
2: Okay I liked her You liked her? Yeah Like I think I would be Friends with her
0: this is your qualification for Lois Lane. I'd be friends with you.
2: I'd be friends with you. That's my <laughs> qualification for most characters. Right? Will I be friends with them? Will I hang out with? But
0: them? is this a good rendition of Lois Lane? I think so. Like what? Mi- outside of the fact you'd hang out with her, what makes <laughs> her a good Lois Lane?
2: Um, general attitude, general. The way she approaches things, her outlook on things, the fact that, you know, she walks into mines, even when people tell her no, she sneaks in, everything's to get the story because she is very much reporter driven.
0: Sure. But the the mine issue was less about her doing a job. And I think that's what I did appreciate about her was she wasn't there to get a job done. She was like, this guy needs help and you're not doing it. I'm going in myself.
2: Yes, but it's the same thing that drove her to do to go for after certain stories. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, she she was going after the miner because he needed help. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the same—I don't know how to say it—guts, right. hutzpah, yeah. Is what what drove her to do it? So mm-hmm. that's that the hutzpah she has hutzpah. Um, <laughs> she's married to <laughs> <ill> her more. <laughs> So that's kind of kind of what I I look for. She didn't when she screamed. She still whacked people mm-hmm. with with purses and suitcases and whatever was in her hands. Right. Um, but you know she had normal reactions, but didn't let it stop her.
0: Right. I can see that. I can see that, and I agree with you. She she's definitely a a power player. I mean, she gets in there, she gets the job done. Um, there wasn't as much rivalry between no. her and Clark in this one um i and i i and i think i just gotten tired of it yeah with after watching the ridiculousness that took place between her and clark and the serials uh and some of the stuff that took place in the uh, cartoon series mm-hmm. the, like Fleischer series i was done mm-hmm. with her being just you know ah, this is mine you know and so i appreciated it like you had it in the first episode but after that they they generally work together. Yeah. And so I appreciated that. So, I mean, um, that, I don't know. This is my thought process. She, she was She was a good Lois. She was strong. She was independent. Um, I think she was more caring about individuals yeah. than the previous ones. Um, the 1970s super uh, Lois Lane, I don't think she really cared about anybody, but her job. Yeah. Um, the Lois from the 50s, or from the serial certainly didn't. And the same thing even with... Um, the one from the Max Fleischer, like this, seemed like that more of a real person. Even if she did seem a little more Lucia Ball in some of her actions, she just seemed like a more legitimate individual who was driven.
2: I think they rounded out her character
1: better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that she's. It, I think she's a really strong example of what a female can be. And I think for the time which this took place in the fifties, I think that that is kind of almost that's an art that was still starting to emerge. Yeah. So I really appreciated uh, her take on this one, and I I think that as like you're saying, Dallas, like I, I liked the fact that. Uh, her and Clark they just had they had really good chemistry Mm -hmm. as colleagues Yeah. Yeah. but I think I got to like the 6th episode in and they started like having conversations and I was like this is strictly professional like I will never ever see this going anywhere past professional like I just I kind of feel like they didn't really have all that great of chemistry within the romantic sense
2: Gotcha. See, and I didn't necessarily pick that up either, but I wonder if that was due to what Dallas said earlier about the, they weren't necessarily planning for an overarching thing for an overarching storyline. You have to like pay attention to how your characters are interacting. Mm -hmm. So if they're not focusing on, Hey, this is going to carry into this and this is going to carry into that, then they're gonna not necessarily think about the fact of, Oh, Hey, eventually these two are going to end up together.
1: I think it's a mixture of what you guys are talking about and also them not knowing the Superman mythology.
2: Mm. (laughs) That could be it as well.
1: (laughs) Like they get like into like the, the 12th episode and they're like, Oh wait, what? (laughs) This is a thing. These these two are a thing. They're not.
0: I I mean, they hinted at that. They hinted at, at times with certain episodes, especially like, um, I don't know. There's just a couple episodes where they hinted at like the, As far as Clark's going, yeah, she has a thing for me. She doesn't, but she does. You know, I I would be curious to see if there was more that happened later down the road between the two of them. Okay, so what we're going to do to round up this before we go to commercial break, we're going to hash out real quick between the three of us. And Josh, we're going to bring you in, help us to hone in this rating of which is the best Superman, which is the best Clark, and the best Lois. Out of... Who we've discussed so far. We've discussed the 1979 Superman. We've discussed the serial Superman. We've mm-hmm. talked the 1951 Max Flasher Superman. And the also this Superman from 1951. So, what's we'll, what's we'll, we'll, we'll bash this out, guys. In my opinion, and this is kind of a debate between Celeste and I for a little bit, but the Max Flesher Superman, just Superman, we're separating him from Clark Kent, is the best Superman representation so far, followed by this Superman and then the 1979 Superman. And then at the bottom of the barrel, I just didn't like him, the one from the serials. How do you guys feel about those?
1: You're talking about, your, as far as the 1979, that is that is Christopher Reeves, right? Right.
2: The one where he turned back time.
1: I I thought it was 76.
0: Was it seventy six? I thought it was seventy nine. Let's check it out.
2: IMBD. <laughs> right now, middle of the podcast. <laughs> nineteen seventies,
0: Superman, nineteen seventy eight. We were both wrong.
2: Okay. Oh. <laughs> so all right. I enjoy watching that Superman, but he is definitely not my favorite.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. Josh, what are your thoughts, man, on that list? Fleshier one thirty
1: nine, and then Serial. You will believe a man can fly, hands down. Christopher Reeves, really, the best I version love of Superman. Christopher Reeve. I grew up on Christopher Reeves Superman, oh. so the way that you guys are for these, that's that's the one that I grew up in, and I have only ever listened to the serial versions on podcast form, so like the okay. radio dramas. Yeah, so yeah. I've never actually watched them. And I've seen a couple of Fleischer's cartoons, so like it would definitely go uh, Chris Reeves, George Reeves, Fleischer, and then the cereal.
0: Mmm, mmm, that's interesting.
2: I can respect that.
0: That's interesting. We may have to post <laughs> this sucker up in the uh, in the devoted geek life community page and let, uh, let our people battle it out uh, towards what? the end of this uh, series. Okay. Let's talk Clark Kent then. All right. In my opinion, we have the 1979 Clark Kent, or 1978, sorry, Clark Kent as the best Clark Kent so far, followed by the the serial, followed by this Superman, followed by Max Flesher. My problem with it is that you don't see him in the the series. What are your thoughts?
1: I'm going to go... I'm going to make it a tie because I, I liked the serials version of Clark Kent, but I also really liked the George Reeves version. Mm. Uh, the, I think they just kind of overshot the, the, the dorky, mild nature version for the Christopher Reeves. And his portrayal of, of Clark Kent definitely got worse as the films went on.
0: Yes, but we're talking about just <laughs> this one, just the 1978 Superman. We just yeah. decided
2: not to subject ourselves to the others.
0: And, and and here's the deal. And you're you're right. It got worse, but also production got worse. Everything got worse. And your your concept of him overshooting it. And and uh, if you haven't listened to the retro rewind, um, I struggled with that at first too. Until I did the math, and they added in the fact that he was gone. For basically ten years from threw earth a crystal. history he threw a crystal he, into the he missed the entire like nineteen seventies where people were just jaded and bitter and more grounded became quote unquote more grounded. He still had that hopeful like we're gonna do it like American spirit about him
1: i don't know i i still I still might stay. Right where I was, like I, I, I get what you're saying, but right, I don't know. He was a he was definitely a stronger. I feel like he was definitely a stronger Superman than he was Clark Kent.
0: Okay, mm-hmm.
1: like I always kind of struggle with him as Clark Kent for whatever reason mm-hmm. growing up. So as as much as I've seen those, like the whole like, hi Lois. <laughs> like it just kind of, it just kind of got like so heavy, like it heavily ingrained in me. And like uh, Margaret Kidder crushes it as Lois Lane, and uh, Lex Luthor from Gene Gene Hackman is is an excellent Luther. Like there's Absolutely. so much about that film that it just kind of overshadows. Kind of outshines his version of Clark Kent, so it's kind of forgettable in my my opinion. Like there's so much good about that film, that like it's just kind of overshadows him.
0: So was it so good that you forgot that he was Superman?
1: No. <laughs> Super. His Superman performance stuck with me. Sure, because- sure. No, I'm saying.
0: I'm saying. Is he so forgettable that you forget? Like if you were a person in that world, you'd forget. Oh, Cl- there's Clark, and he's just so different from Superman.
1: Mm, nah.
0: No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, when we were tiling this up beforehand, off off air, there was we we had we had a little controversy in the household. Okay. Celeste, what, what's your thoughts on the Clarks?
2: I was curious if you were going to bring this up because I noticed you changed the list. Yeah, I did not change the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think I prefer this Clark.
0: You prefer this Clark. I think. He's, he's great. You prefer the 1951, I'm not really Clark Kent, I'm Superman who's trying to be Batman Clark Kent. I think so. Okay.
2: I like how you're trying to talk me out of it. <laughs> So I'm committing to nothing because here's the thing, I this was in the back of my mind, and I know I do love um, Christopher Reeves' portrayal Mm -hmm. of Batman, not Batman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who said my name?
2: (laughs) You're messing me up, Dallas. Lois, uh, Lois. oh my god! No, it's Martha. Well, Lois, it's Martha. I do love that portrayal of Superman. I love the way he does that, even though he's perpetually planking. Um, But (laughs) I think that this one is better than that. Now, I'm not saying he is the best, but definitely better than that.
0: All right. All right. So we go down. So 1951 is the best, in your opinion.
2: Yeah, for the moment.
0: For the moment. And then you have 79. Yeah? Okay. Followed by the Max Fleischer, or or would you the serial?
2: Uh, See, I'm having problems with both of those, because Mm. in neither of them, Superman played a large... I mean, he was there, he was punching things, but he wasn't as fleshed out as a character. Okay. So, so I'm kind of tied for time. Time up.
0: Alright, cool. Alright, so let's let's round this out before we go into our break. Real quick, Lois Lane, how do we view her? Um we'll start Josh. How how do you rank the Loises? 1951, Max Fletcher, serial, and 1979.
1: All right. So I'm gonna rank Lois Lane a Alright, so I'm gonna go probably Kidder. Mm. Top of the top of the line. Because Kidder is I mean, I've never seen her put in a bad performance. Uh even when she's in a terrible movie, she's still some still way to shine. She's a good actress and I really like her as an actress as also as Lois Lane. So I'm going to go her and then I'm going to go with Noelle Neal for 51. Okay. And then the serials and then Max Flesher. All right. All right. Celeste, your thoughts.
2: I'm going to try and be kind. Um, (laughs) It's cool. So I, I, the numbers are throwing me off. <laughs> which is which? All right, so this is 1958
0: or 1951, which is the one we just watched. Okay. This is 1978. This is the one we did with Retro. And this is the Serials Cereal, and Max Fleischer. Fleischer. Okay.
2: So Fleischer. I'm going to rate it the Classic, Nostalgic, or Tragic. No, <laughs> wrong podcast. Um, 51. 51. Max Fleischer. Really? Serial 78. Okay
0: cool i did some soul searching
2: she screams too much
0: i did 51 and but i'm gonna do 78 as number two because while she does scream too much it's annoying so much everything else is so much of a better character and it's less annoying than the other two Like the cereal was annoying, annoying. and the Max Flasher one, all she did was get on my nerves the entire time.
2: That's because you just watched the cereal.
0: I like. I just wanted that one issue of Superman where he actually like just went off on her to take place.
2: No, not okay. (laughs)
0: Not okay. Like I just wanted that to happen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna be posting up when this podcast goes live up on are on iTunes, and Google Play, and also on YouTube. We're going to be posting a couple polls in our group, Devoted Geek Life. If you're not a member of that, go to Facebook, search for Devoted Geek Life, and you can become a a part of our community and vote. We want to know what the Devoted Geek Life's view is on these three individuals. You guys just heard ours. We've got a little disagreement amongst (laughs) us. A little disagreement. That's okay. It's Okay um everyone has their own flavor and these are going to change
2: yeah
0: to be honest these are going to change as we go through these sectors not for josh not for josh well maybe we'll find out but hey guys we're going to take a quick commercial break when we come back we're going to be talking about is this a good series to recommend to people is this a good series to start somebody off on or does this need to go to the back seat a little bit so see you guys after the break
1: Welcome to Victims and Villains. This is the channel where we talk nerd, we talk hope, and we speak nothing else. I'm your host, Captain Nostalgia, and I'm so glad that you are here to join us. Victims and Villains is a podcast and YouTube channel that marries pop culture and suicide prevention, producing content with the intent to let people know that there is hope, that there is a better way, and that each and every listener has value and worth.
0: Listen to Victims and Villains on your favorite podcast catcher or on YouTube by searching for Victims and Villains. Also check out their website victimsandvillains.net. Poms to in three,
2: two,
0: one. All right, and so we are back. Thanks so much for taking time to listen to that commercial. Uh, do me a favor and the individuals we talked about connect. Connect with the we we don't just do these commercials just for the heck of it. We do it because we're trying to let you know about somebody or something that's happening that's really cool that we believe in. So make sure you connect with them. I know right now we only have two commercials, and that's Retro Rewind Podcast and Victims and Villains, but we believe in them, so check them out, okay? That being said, let's get into the next section of our podcast, and that is this. Is this a good series to watch? Is this a good series to recommend to people or or not? And this is, this is it, guys. This is our last... No holds bar. These are the highs. These are the lows and lows of the series. Is this good? Is this bad? Let's get into it. Celeste, what do you think?
2: I'm going to say maybe. Maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Because it's one of those that you can come in and watch a couple episodes and not necessarily have missed anything, which as a completionist, it's hard for me to say. Right. But... (laughs) Um, it's, you can come in, watch a few episodes, kind of get a sense of what's going on and get out. So it's good in that sense. Right. Um, if you're just wanting to watch it, like, who is Superman? I've been under a rock for the last 30 years. (laughs) I'm going to figure out who this caped crusader is. Wrong person. (laughs) (laughs) It was a cape. Okay. There's a cape. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We keep going back to Batman <laughs> in this Superman. There may be a deeper story here. There's a
2: lot of Batman in our house. He okay? was
0: wearing gray the entire time, the first oh couple seasons. Oh my god. He was. That's very <laughs> true. It's that noir theme, man. All right, so, so it's a maybe for you.
2: It's a maybe. It would depend, I think, on the person. Like, it would not be for someone who already has a general idea of who Superman is. It would not be my first go-to. Right. But if you have like no concept, then yeah, it's not a bad introduction to, Hey, this is who Superman is. This Mm -hmm. is what he believes in. This is the character.
1: Cool. Cool. Josh. Hard pass. Hard pass. (laughs) No, I would not recommend this series to someone. I would if you're gonna start with someone on a Superman train, I would either start them with the Bruce Tim mm. version or the I, I would say Bruce Tim, Christopher Reeves, and I would even dare to say some of the serials. Um, really? The serials I think are like they're just they're fun and contained. To where I Oh, you're
0: talking about the Max Fleischer serials. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about the 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 actual serial from the the late forties where it was yeah. the, the continuing story that would play before movies.
1: No. I, I think that uh but I, I think that Bruce, Tim, and I think there's, there's better variations out there of Superman mm-hmm. to where this one is is just a product of its time. Uh, I, I think that it's a beautiful piece of history to look at, but it's mm-hmm. not necessarily something that I feel like as a Superman fan, it's something that is essential to understand about the character and its mythology. I think I that there that. are definitely better versions that have done are more successful at bridging that gap of of knowledge and storytelling.
0: Right, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on this. Is not a good one to start somebody off on necessarily, even though he was my very first Superman growing you up as a kid. Soul. <laughs> <laughs> like as all I knew was this was this Superman, but there were so yeah. many things that were.
2: The one that got you in trouble
0: and Yeah. Well what I was gonna say is this is my first one, but then, then the, the Max Fleischer cartoon series, um, it's um I again I had more Max Fleischer's cartoons had more of an impact on my life than this serial. Mm-hmm. This laid the groundwork for a lot of things. Um it's the first time I saw certain things, like him randomly shoving having the guy shove the knife into his chest and it roll up on him like that was weird and you're not going to get a good feel for who superman is in the series no like the the detective aspect of this clark kent the the lack of him being aware of his surroundings Mm. throughout the entire series that we saw where he was just like oh this is a thing that's happening like when he spent a week and he didn't realize that lois lane was trapped in a well i mean it was like (laughs) dude get lassie i mean when a dog can tell you more information than your superhero there's a problem and then um i mean just every aspect of it this does not tell like you get some of the basics he's a dude that flies and he got superpowers and you ha- you get the introduction of, of jimmy and i think jim is the best character in the entire series to be honest
2: i will give you that
0: and so oh yeah i'm gonna say i'm gonna pass on this one also if, I mean, it's a thing. I think that I will recommend it to somebody who's already into Superman in my Mythos. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, this was a thing they did back in the day. It was interesting the way they played it out. If you're a film nut, or maybe you're just really into the noir style, check it out. It's interesting. Um, there's certain stories that are better uh, that I would point to. But as a whole, no. I would say check out Max Fleischer's, the first eight episodes of Max Fleischer's. Yeah. I would... Bruce Tim is a fantastic selection for you to, to throw out. Um, That's actually next. So, really?
2: Isn't that who just does the next sector?
0: Is that the new Adventures of
2: Superman? I think he did that.
0: Hmm. Okay, let me double, so... Let me fact check. But I would even recommend Lois and Clark before this.
1: Yeah, I love Dean Cain as, as Clark Kent. Right? So...
0: Um, but that's that's kind of my, my opinion about it. Um, I wish I could have more to add to this conversation like we did with our last podcast where we kind of went deeper into it. But this, I just don't see... I just don't see enough for us to bill Warren doing it. That's not the one.
2: <laughs> that's not at all. I was very
1: If wrong. you took... This series is... I All right, so I would recommend this series to someone on the basis... Of someone wanting to know what an Elseworlds was, if they put out a six episode or a six season series about what it would be like if Clark Kent was really Bruce Wayne, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. I mean, there's a lot of great aspects about this series. Um, you know, there's a lot of. It, it, this encapsulates a lot of the morals of Superman mm-hmm. um, even to the point where it's like uh, the the secret of Superman and the dudes like would you like beer wine and, and you know this is coming off the time frame when they're still very hey you shouldn't be drinking and stuff like that and Superman's like no I'll take water or ginger ale like like you even saw some of that in that in that mindset the the morals of the day but you see his uh, moralistic standings. You see the way that he um, he understands his role as an individual in society to take care of people, to serve people, to help the common good. I mean, they push the whole truth, justice, and the American way in this series quite hard all the way through. Um, but it's just not enough of something for me to go, yeah, you should start watching this
1: yeah i could i could see that i understand that
0: mm-hmm. so all right cool beans well any other any like final thoughts on this series before we we move on
1: transitioning into announcements and other things that you guys need to mention
0: all right now it's time for our final announcements and conversations about other things um want to encourage you guys to obviously connect to our website geekdevotions.com and uh, check that out. Uh, also, be praying because we had something really cool. By the time this podcast airs, Celeste and I had a really cool opportunity. Um, every year, we get the opportunity to teach a class in our church's school of ministry. And uh, part of that class is uh, them stepping outside of themselves for a lot of them, especially this class, it seems like. And, um, and they ha- they're going to take over geek devotions for us. They're going to do just for a month. month. They're going to be taking over uh, our devotions. They're going to be doing some extra Tuesdays for us. And we're tossing around the idea of the podcast um, of how that's. We're going to try to figure out how that works out. But um, they are going to be doing that for us. And we're pretty excited about the project we have for them. Uh, What we're doing is we're giving them a comic and then a movie adaptation of the comic. And they have to do a devotion, they have to go through both, do a devotion based off of that material. And then in the extra Tuesday episodes, they're going to compare and contrast the, the original comic and the adaptation. Yes. And so this is a big stretching moment for some of them because it's kind of different. They're gonna be from the cameras. And the idea of us teaching the class isn't, hey, you should do geek outreach. It's be geek. <laughs> the idea is, hey, this is uh these are tools that we use. We use Social media. We use videos. We use podcasts to reach people. We're when because we're already in this world. And so we want to encourage them, hey, we're giving you a tool so you can reach people in your own area, your own niche. You know, you we have people who are, man, they are just music nuts. And there's there's a whole world of individuals who are in the music space who man, they need Jesus. They need hope. They need somebody to let them know they're loved. And they can speak into that. I cannot speak into that very well. All right. We got people who are carpenters and we got people who are just, you know, they're, 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 um, what's the word? like, they're just crafty. They just make stuff and out of nowhere. And they, I can't speak in those realms, but they can. So we're trying to equip them and to think outside the box of what ministry looks like. Ministry doesn't have to be, uh, standing at a pulpit, wearing a three-piece suit and a tie. Thank God, because I don't do that. <laughs> so, but ministry is, man, Speaking into the people that surround you, and and being creative in how you do that. So be praying into that, guys. It's going to be a, it's a multi-month process for them, and so it's going to be really pretty interesting to do. Um, any other announcements we need to make, real quick? Get the website. We're trying to do more stuff with with uh, with Twitch and other places. Book reviews. We're doing book reviews. Uh, like I said earlier, I'm going to be doing the. Celeste is doing the book reviews. Uh, she's on a regular basis. Um, I'm going to be doing some reviews on some Elseworld stuff for our website. I'm going to try to do those about once a month, maybe. Um, that being said, um, want to give a moment for Josh to explain a little more what he does and for you guys to connect with him. And, um, and we want to say thank you to Josh for being on this show because, uh, Josh, you have a really powerful opportunity to reach into people's lives through what you do and help people in a very specific manner and uh full disclosure for you guys listening we get the opportunity to serve josh on a regular basis doing different things we're gonna be helping josh out with a 48 hour gaming stream (laughs) on his uh on his side of things we're going to be raising awareness about suicide prevention and everything Uh, i have the opportunity to write for him every so often and do some reviews on movies and and uh, and anime and a couple other things every so often, and so uh, we appreciate having a relationship with you, Josh. But let people know how they can maybe start a relationship with you and and some of the stuff you do.
1: Yeah, of course, we stretch and uh, give you slightly <laughs> more work as an editor. All right, uh, so you guys can get connected with us uh, on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or uh, even we also to have a Facebook group called hope culture and we do just post in a whole bunch of things like our new episodes uh, we do polls and we do something awesome called fantasy movie league and uh, so but uh, if you guys need some Need resources or need to talk to someone, just go to victimsandvillains.net. We have resources. If you click on the resources tab right on the front page, contact, you want to get in contact with us. Uh, suicide is currently the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. There are 123, 129 suicides that take place each and every day. And when you scale back internationally, there are 800,000 successful suicides. That's one death every 40 seconds. So please never think that you're ever alone because, because of this season or this day that you're having. Because it does get better and it's worth holding on and staying with us. So get to know me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Josh, we appreciate you, man, so much for, for being part of this. And uh and, and for what you do, bro. Um uh we we pray for you on a regular basis, you and your bride and what you guys do. And um I was just talking about you actually to some folks who um, they're trying to figure out how to reach out to to their own community of people who man, they're struggling with stuff. And uh, it's good to know there are people out there that I go, Hey, check this out because they have the resources and tools that you need to do some stuff. So Josh, thanks for, for being there, man.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: So, all right. Well, let's land this thing, Celeste.
2: Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you have loved this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. So until next Sunday, stay devoted.
0: Peace and love.